When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey here for Federated Insurance. Federated's corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. These four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision-making. Business owners are the backbone of our economy, creating jobs and employing hundreds of thousands of our fellow citizens. Federated Insurance exists to serve the evolving risk management and insurance needs of safety and loss-conscious business owners. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And welcome in Purple Daily, which of course also is Purple Access. Judd Zolgad, uh, my colleague, my good friend, Chip Scoggins, uh, from the Star Tribune, a columnist. Check out his work there. Um, and Chip, we're going to get to to Vikings Packers, Vikings Giants a bit. Uh, but before before I do, I want to thank our sponsors, including TCL Television. If you're not watching sports on TCL TV, what are you doing? And of course, Surly. Um, what has Surly meant, Surly Brewing meant <laughs> in your life, Chip Scoggins? What has Surly meant to you as you sit down and watch your beloved Vols each Saturday when you can at least? It's a game changer. It's a game changer, no doubt. Um, when you sit down and watch a football game, I can't even imagine the amount of Surly's consumed with this Viking season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's been incredible. This has been a record-setting Viking season. I think it's been a record-setting Surly season with uh, the number of Surly Furiouses consumed in the fourth quarter uh, Vikings game. I would love to know the total there. Uh, between Surly Furious, the, the new uh, – uh, before I die, which mm-hmm. is of course the Vikings, you know the the branded beer of a championship potentially. <laughs> yes, I bet it is a record amount. And of course, uh, the favorite Surly beer of Chip Scoggins is the oh, Surly Furious Tall Boy. Boy, Tall Boys. Yeah. Nothing beats that one. So check <laughs> no. them out, Surly Brewing. All right, Chip Scoggins. Um, how surprised are you that the Vikings Packers game means something to the Packers? Because about. A month ago or so, I thought they're going to be dead. Uh, Jordan Love might start this game. Like yeah. I, I didn't think that they would not try in this game, but I thought it would mean nothing. And I find it refreshing, and I am very glad that this game actually holds meaning to them as well because I think it's going to be still a good test now. Oh, yes, it's going to be fun. I mean, yeah, uh, three weeks ago, we were thinking, okay, they're going to maybe shut down Rodgers and Vikings are going to be sitting guys because uh, this thing is wrapped up and neither team really has a whole lot left to play for. Um, now, all of a sudden, there's a ton of uh, interest and stakes in this game. And so 
uh, it's always fun when they play, but when you have something on the line, um, really for both teams. I mean, you know, the Vikings need to try to wrap up that that doozy because I think that's you know uh, getting as many home games as you can. <laughs> it's going to be important. Uh, we see how valuable that crowd is for them, and then obviously the Packers trying to stay alive. So it's going to be fun. Uh, I can't wait to be there, and it's always it's always my favorite trip um, every year for the Vikings. I, I love going over there. Love the vibe, and uh, this, this should be no different. Yeah, great stadium. Uh, it, it's fun because because it's passionate, but I don't. It's not really hatred. Um, I, I've always yeah. found. I, I think the Packers. I think the Packers fans hate the Bears fans way more. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't the that there isn't the occasional brawl, but it doesn't. Yeah. It always feels like there's much more of a meshing of the rivalry where it's it's contentious, but it doesn't cross that line. No, it doesn't. Like if you're a Vikings fan wanting to go over, it doesn't feel dangerous. Like yeah. you know, should I do this or you know, like Philadelphia does. Philadelphia, yeah, like that. It's like we were there earlier this year, and like I felt like I could have counted on one hand the number of purple uh, jerseys I saw in the stands because it's just why would you? Um, so no, this is. I, I think it's you know it's it's heated and contested, but I don't think it's um, to the point where I still think it's in good fun. Um, and I think Vikings fans that go over enjoy uh, enjoy the experience. All right, the Vikings. Um, <laughs> I have been trying to. So th- this week, I have been trying to wrap my head around the season. Okay, because like we and we covered some train wrecks. We covered some like this. The dysfunction uh, puts you know 2010 and 2016 and years like that on a different list. But here's the thing, and I don't. I've been trying to think of if there's a season that even comes close. When you look at how this team has won games, right? And again, yeah. on Saturday, the Giants get all those yards. Your defense, while I think it's improved somewhat, you know, basically gives up a ton of yards, and you win it on a 61 yard field goal. And here's my last thought about that it doesn't even come close to being your weirdest win of the season. Yeah, no. I've I've said long said that 2009 was my most enjoyable and the funnest I've had, mm-hmm. most fun I had covering a Vikings um, team because that you know that team was great and had a lot of characters and Favre and the storylines and um, and you felt like that was a a team that could go win the Super Bowl. Um, this has probably been the most entertaining, uh, the most dramatic uh, because of all the just think about. It. Yes. How difficult it is to go eleven and zero in one score games. Yes. Like that's that's unheard of. Um, and I was thinking about this. I was jotting it down. I was thinking, been thinking about this since Sunday or Saturday would play. Um, if you just looked at the last three minutes of that game, that pretty much encapsulates their season. Like if you said, "What has the Viking season been like?" I say, "Watch the last three minutes." Justin Jefferson beats two guys. Kirk Cousins getting hit white throws, makes a great throw. Jefferson, they're smothering him. They're bracketing him. He still comes down with a touchdown catch. The defense comes back and gives up a 75-yard touchdown drive in less than a minute. Two big plays, just zoom, zoom right down the field. Score, get the two-point, we're tied. There's still time for Kirk. Makes a third nine, just he's getting drilled, throws out there. Jefferson makes a sliding catch. Then there's a sack. Okay, this thing's going overtime. 
Then there's a you know a catch and run by Jefferson. Then there's a 61 yard field goal. It's like that is their season. In a nutshell, those three minutes are their entire season uh, in one you know three minute segment. And yes, it's it's been the damnedest thing. Um, I, again, I go back to I don't. The thing with one score games is I don't know that they're a flip of the coin, but it just seems they even out, right? Sometimes you're going to win, and sometimes you're going to lose. Yeah, because you need fortune. Yeah, you're, and you need. Sometimes you're just not going to come through in those moments, or um, the ball's going to bounce weird, like you said. They're eleven and zero in right. four games. It's unbelievable. Well, and the thing about it too is, like on on Saturday, because we saw this in training camp. So I guess coming out of training camp, it wouldn't have shocked me, but it did by the game against the Giants, is Greg Joseph making a 61-yard field goal. Yeah. Like, it's the guys yeah. that are coming through that, you know, I mean, Greg Joseph has not, I, he's hit like one or two all season between 50 and 59, and he makes what, a 61-yarder. What was it uh, earlier in the year where we were talking about, gosh, should they, you know, cut him and find someone new because he couldn't make one over 50 yards? When he's like, he missed like five in a row or six in a yes. row from 50. And he was 50. missing PATs. Yeah, and then you try him out there and he Drills a 61-yarder with a few yards to spare. Um, it's, I don't know. It's like, if you try to make sense of this season, um, it's it's they're, they're spectacularly flawed in some ways and just yes. spectacularly gifted and, and terrific in other ways. Yes, and it, that's the weird thing is the comebacks, you can't – how can I put this? You can't discredit them. Like, no, you can't I mean, be like, oh, it's just all luck. It's all pure. I, well, I mean, no. like you said, Kirk's making those throws to Jefferson while getting absolutely obliterated in a year in which, again, quarterbacks around the league are missing games uh, by a scary amount of of numbers based on yeah. the fact that backups aren't that good. Kirk Cousins has been hit the most of anybody and has missed, I think, one snap. And that's, that's the thing. It's like That's toughness. His Yeah, his toughness is it's almost like we take it for granted now, but you look around and see how many quarterbacks go out, yeah. whether it's concussions, whether it's whatever that missed time. And he's getting drilled. He hangs in there. I mean, those two plays I mentioned, the, the touchdown pass to Jefferson, and I know there are others in the game, but then, and then that third nine that when he, he just threw to a spot and Jefferson slid into the catch. I mean, he got obliterated right in the midsection, right up the gut. Um, and he just hangs in there and keeps coming back. I mean, I don't think we credit his toughness enough, but you know, and I think the whole luck thing is, you know, that that storyline should be squashed because these are big time um, gut check plays that they're making, and it's not like a ball's bouncing and they're coming down. No, right. these are on right. you know money plays that they're coming up with. So, um, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been. I think the most entertaining season that I can remember ever. The closest I can come to describing, um, to go back to your point about 2009, is it would be like if if that team won three or four games with the Favre to Lewis week three play against yeah. San Fran. Because like that wasn't a fluke. It was an unbelievable throw yeah. and one of the great catches I've seen, but it wasn't a fluke. But it was also like, okay, you can't do that too much, right? This team's yeah. like, Screw it. We'll just keep doing it in, in, you know, Jefferson in Buffalo, Jefferson on 
Saturday with Kirk. Like you yeah. go back through and you look at the catches and you look at the plays, and it's just this phenomenal clutch gene um, yeah. that ordinarily, ordinarily, if you see it like three times, you're like, okay, that's pretty good, but you can't do it too much. But it, and the thing that, that makes it so uh, just, I, I I can't even imagine like Vikings fans that are just you know live and die with this team um, because of the 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 roller coaster with you know the defense will give up that drive where you like, you know, Jefferson scores, you're like, all right, they got an eight point lead. And it's like, no, just right down the field and scores. just like, really? Just one time, just not have it come down this way. Or, um, you know, so that, you know, like the sack, uh, that puts them in a third and whatever it was third and forever before Jefferson's had that kick, catch and run to get to 61 yards. Um, it just feels like they live on this cliff, on this edge of this cliff the whole time. And it's like, yep, you keep waiting for them to fall off and they, one foot slips off and then they just like, someone pulls them back in, you know, pulls them back over the ledge. It, it's, yeah. this whole season's just been played on the ledge, it feels like to me. Yeah, and the weirdest thing about that is, and this is totally my fault because I just didn't think it was possible. If you had come to me in training camp and said, okay, they're going to win a ton of one-score games, the offense is going to ha- have to be clutch, and among the most clutch players is going to be Kirk, I'd say, get real. There's no way. Like, we haven't seen anything in his career. This this is the thing that I think people don't get. If Kirk Cousins had been Mr. Clutch and won a ton of games in Washington and then came here and it sort of fizzled, you'd be like, okay, totally Zimmer. It was all Mike Zimmer. But there is nothing in, in his past, including a year with, with O'Connell, at least on the coaching staff in Washington, there's nothing in his past that predicted this. Yeah, I, I would say consistently. Because we, we've seen, you know, we saw the, the New Orleans playoff game where that right. was clutch. Um, but what was the stat last year? There six and eight one-score games? Uh, you, you think is that's that right? right, yeah. Um, and he did make some plays. I'm just saying so to moments. Do it, all the over. time. Well, that's it. Over and over and every week. Yeah, you're right. And it's consistently to, to the point where if it doesn't happen now, you're like, really? You didn't, I mean, you just sort of expect that he's going to, uh, you know, you've left him too much time and he's going to bail him out here. Um, and it, it is phenomenal to when they get in those moments, just this thing that he has with Jefferson right now. I mean, it is, yes. you know, Sometimes you watch games when you see great players are like, and they put on performances like, yeah, that guy wasn't going to lose tonight. I mean, we're seeing that from Jefferson all the time with these catches. Like, he's just not going to lose in those situations. And whatever it takes to get a, a play done, you can bracket him, you can drill him, you can, you know, try to knock him out of the game or whatever. And he's just going to keep coming with yes. with a phenomenal catch. I mean, that's why I just, I know we talked about last week, but Judd, if, if he is not in the top three of MVP voting, something's wrong. Yeah, I agree. And the thing about him, too, is this. So on Kirk, I was totally wrong. Like, I ne- I, I will fully admit I never saw this coming in any way. Uh, the fact that he could be clutch occasionally, sure. The fact that he could be clutch and basically um, uh, sacrifice statistical success for this, I'm shocked by. Yeah. On Jefferson, though, to go back to last year, this is where we were all right, which is yeah. this whole notion of, oh, well, he's covered. You can't do this. He's covered. I mean. That play, the touch, the, the the touchdown 
against the Giants on on Saturday um, is a play that they have no, that they wouldn't have run or they wouldn't have attempted that for the first what ten weeks. I mean, even Kirk was saying early on, Justin's covered, he's covered. I'll go elsewhere. That's now not not true. Yeah, I mean that was. I mean, the Giants had him play the inside coverage, and you know yep. the, the safety was coming down to help, and he still splits them and, and gets, you know. Again, Kurt hangs in there, and uh, Kurt hangs there and gets the um, blasted right in the midsection as he's throwing it, and then Jefferson just finds a way to beat two guys and they collide. It's just um, even if he's doubled, and I, and I give Kurt credit, I give Wes Phillips credit, I give um, KLC credit that yep. they knew, and it's been happening from day one that okay, he's going to get a lot of attention, he's going to get doubled not to fall into temptations like, all right, let's go elsewhere then. It's like, no, wait, he's not the first wide receiver in history to be double, t- <laughs> double covered. So right. it's still fine. And they, they've been creative and, they, and they've said, you know what, we'll still trust him to, to get open and make plays. And, and, um, and that's the other thing to talk about is, you know, his MVP uh, resume is like, this is against defenses that are designed to take him out. Yes. And yes. he's still putting up historic numbers. I mean, this, these defenses are, doing everything in their power to try to eliminate him from the equation. They still can't. And that definitely changed at some point though, Chip, because there was, I mean, I, I remember, I think it was around week five or six where Kirk was still saying, at least publicly, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. Justin's covered. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a dumb throw. He's now making, and it's and look, this is somebody's finally told him, dude, you've got the arm. You can make the throw and he can. And that's a credit to him totally. But he is now making, I think what he once considered to be irresponsible throws. And, and then to what you're saying, Justin Jefferson's catching them. Yeah. He's consistently catching them. And and as the season has progressed, in my opinion, he has improved. He's only improved. Yeah. Well, he's getting better. Yeah. And the confidence and, and the trust factor with, and that's, that, you know, cousin said, it's just the more you're with somebody, the more you're going to trust and know what they're going to do. And, and, um, so you're, you're, you're more willing to put, Take those chances if if that's the right word. I don't even know if it's a chance though. You know, Jefferson's is just the right play. Right. Um it's the right read when it's not the right read. That's the yeah. impossible thing about but it. But you're right. I think but it's like it's like anything, Judd. It's like Cousins is is wired to um think, okay, that looks like trouble. I'm gonna go here. But the more you have confidence going into those situations and throwing their Yes. And you're having success, and they work, and then it works again, and then it works again. It yes. just gives you confidence. Say, you know what? I can do this. You know, I mean, this is not that's not a that's not a, a risky throw, or it's not a, um, a a throw you shouldn't make, or it's not the wrong read. And so, I just think it's it's been reinforced that the success that they've had to keep going to that, even if it's you know his his nature to think, ah, that's kind of a risky throw. The incredible thing, too, and and again, this is a very difficult transition, especially to make once uh, camp is done, but the Vikings did, is think about this one. So Thielen, who was once Cousins' just absolute favorite target, could rely on him, uh, he can't run, basically. And, and I mean, his play is declining. It's clearly, and I don't know if, it, if, if he uh, sits out, you know, gets some rest, comes back in 2000. 23. I don't know if he's just cooked, uh, but you make the, the Hawkinson trade for yeah. a tight end in season, which is, you know, again, we're told, oh, 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 
you don't make trades in this league during the season because guys can't adapt. And you look at what that change has meant because I really think that the routes that TJ ran yeah. in having a fantastic game against the Giants were Thielen's routes. And yet, and so that's now like all of these things are things that that previous administrations and we've been told that that is a no go. I if I came to you with the stats, if I didn't show you the score, so if I did the blind box score test on that Giants game, and I showed you Thielen stats, I showed you Jefferson stats, I didn't show you Hawkinson's, and I showed you the defensive yards allowed by the Vikings. Yeah, what would you guess the score of that game was? Yeah, not what it Who was. Who won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but you add Hawkinson, and now it feels like this is the offense we thought we were going to see. Remember early yes. in the year, it's just like it was just not there. And it, it's probably still not as consistent as they want, but I mean, credit Quasey for saying, you know what? We're not just going to sit pat and, and just hope this thing gets better. He saw a need uh, when Irv was out. He saw that, you know, maybe he thought the Thielen injury or whatever, you know, is is going to not allow him to be that number two that we've seen. And so he went out and got this incredible tight end who's – that to me has the big, been the biggest thing. We hear, like, you got to have OTAs. you got to have summer. you got to go to the cousin's yes. house and work with him to get up to get up <laughs> this trust. Yes. It's like the first third down, he, TJ's here, he throws the ball to him, he hadn't stopped throwing it to him. He, he trusts him. Like It just tells you, if you have a great player yep. who gets open, the quarterback's going to find him. And, um, you know, I know they want to run the ball a little bit better and, and more consistently than they have, but it's hard to find fault with the way this offense is functioning right now when you have two really high-level SA receivers. I'll put uh, Hawkinson in there, two receivers playing it the way they are. On Irv Smith, too, Chipper, I wonder, so, uh, you know, he got hurt, and that sort of forced them. But yeah. I wonder if they all if they also just saw enough. Because uh, he wasn't doing, I, I mean, if you replace, if you bring him back, if you say he doesn't get hurt, and the Hawkinson trade is not made, he does not. And, and I was an apologist. I liked him a lot. Yeah. But he does not do what, what Hawkinson has done. And I don't think no. he, he comes close. So I also think, the injury provided the obvious cover to make the trade. Yeah. But I think they also had seen enough through camp to be like, okay, this isn't probably what we thought. And then Hawkinson is probably twice what they thought possible. Yeah. I mean, do you, are you saying would they made this deal if, if Herb doesn't get hurt? I doubt it. it but I'm saying, know. I, but I'm saying the injury, unfortunately, was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because I think they also saw enough of Herb to say, this isn't really what we thought he was going to be, and Hawkinson exceeds that expectation. Yeah, and he had, you know, Irv had not shown. Now, that's not to say he wouldn't have been, you know, a larger piece of the puzzle than what we had seen previously as he got, but I I find it hard to believe he would put up the numbers that Hawkinson is, just because I think Hawkinson's a terrific uh, player. Um, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl player. You know? Yes, he's, he, is a, he is a hybrid New Age receiver. He's yeah. not a tight end. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not a tight end. Irv, Irv, unfortunately, sort I of turned Irv, out to be. I thought he would be a hybrid, but he was more yeah. of a. I, I don't I know. Something they envisioned him when they when they drafted him. That's what they envisioned him being. That, they did uh, hybrid, but yeah. Um, and then we've seen, you know, I mean, I think 
there's only so many plays in a game, but we, we've seen that what Osborne can do, you know? I mean, I think mm-hmm. he's a legit uh, option for them. It's just, you know, when you're giving so many passes to Jefferson and, 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 and Hawkinson, and then, you know, you still got to hand the ball off some, you know, there's only so many in, in a game, so many plays, but um, I, I think this, this offense is really, that's why it's, it's, it's fascinating what the playoff um, scenarios could be because they have their vulnerabilities and we've known it. We've seen it every week, but you also wonder if, you know, Jefferson can have one of those games where he just takes over and Hawkinson has one of those games. And it's like, you know, well, it just feels like they, they can win a shootout. And think about what you're saying. A wide receiver. Like think, think about this. Yeah, I know. Could take over a game. He has no yeah. control of how he gets the ball and he could take over a game. And I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying, think about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I felt like we saw it in the last three minutes Sunday or Saturday, you know, he took over that game. Um, obviously okay. Buffalo, you know, um, so we'll, we'll, you know, it comes down to defense and, you know, the final drive was not good, but I think there was a couple of encouraging things. I felt like Daniil finally started to look like Daniil again. Yes, in he has. Game. In you the know, last couple weeks. Yeah. I feel like yeah. he's finally started to look at, for whatever reason that is, I don't know. I think because um, they, I think because they're now using him in a role in which he looks like himself. I, you, I think uh, it's schematic. I think it's schematic at this point. Excuse me, I had to sneeze again. Bless you. Um, that's kind of become my weekly staple. Yeah. Uh, I was, I didn't, I wasn't at the game, uh, and I watched it on TV. And, and was it Mark Slareth? The uh, yes, he yeah. had a he had a, a a comment that said it had to come from production. Uh, that said that uh, O'Connell had a meeting, um, and told Donatel that. If I was going against your defense, this is what I do. You're being too predictable. You need to be more uh, unpredictable and bring more pressure. And I mean, I don't think it's by. I didn't see what the blitz numbers were. I mean, the previous week it was what forty forty percent, and it had been like sixteen average until the game before that, when I think they went up to thirty percent. And I didn't see. Did you see the numbers for this game yet? I, I have not seen, seen them, them yet, but it, no. it felt like they they brought you know. More than sixteen percent, but it, it um, and maybe that's because Daniel's been more active. Maybe that's because Daniel's getting. It just feels like they're getting more pressure. But I, I felt like he's starting to look like the Daniel of old. And that 100%. you know, remember you go back to Week One, they're playing the Packers, and that that was to me the story of the game. It was Daniel and Zedarius, and yes. and the you know how uncomfortable they made Rogers look that night. Exactly right. So Chipper, you've known me for a long time, right? And you know that Judd that Judd loves his sports. He loves his beer. But but the one thing that he can't do is fix a thing. He can't fix anything. And you are probably the same because us in this side of the business are are absolutely incapable of the DIY. Well, it it takes only what one call to our friends at Finch Home Solutions to get any electrical issues in your home solved, Chipper. In fact, you know what? Hot tubs. Let's say you want to surprise the wife with a hot tub, a hot tub installed in the cold in the dead of winter. Guess what? That takes some electrical work first. Finch is there. Let's say you got some problems in the basement, flickering lights, which, by the way, you shouldn't ignore. Don't wait until something goes wrong. Finch offering a free home safety inspection to all of our listeners. Be sure to tell them you heard about Finch on Score North. Special deals for those who watch all of our shows. 
uh, uh, call them 612-357-2604 or visit finchhomesolutions.com. That's 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com to take care of those things that people like Chip and myself for sure can. Um, Back to Jefferson for a second. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. You've covered this team in in a lot of roles, like me, for a long time. Where does the Jefferson season right now rank as far as the most, like, dominant? So, like, not just the best, but the most dominant seasons that you've seen from a player. Where, again, I remind you, I think it's a remarkable thing to say that any offensive player who's not a quarterback can dominate and take over potentially a playoff game. But I don't disagree. So like that's yeah. the I guess that's that's the plateau or that that's what I'm looking for. Where do you put what you've seen from Jefferson with two games left in the regular season? Well, it, one and one a with Adrian, uh, the MVP season. I mean, what Adrian did that year was uh, remarkable. I mean, he he put that team. You know, I mean, Christian Potter is a quarterback, and they're going to the playoffs and coming off the injury. And just to put that team, that offense on his shoulders and produce that type of season was, that was a dominant, that was a singular dominant performance. And I, yeah. you know, I, I I feel that way watching Jefferson. I feel like, like when I watched Peterson that night, that, that year, is like, no matter what the defense does, they're not going to stop him. You know, he's going to be able to do his thing. I, 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 I feel that way with Jefferson right now. Like, like, you see the way their teams are defending him, bracket coverage, double, being physical, really trying to hit him, you know, and rattle him. And it he's just better than everybody he's going against. And, yes, you know, you need somebody to throw in the ball, and, and we can't discount what uh, Cousins is doing in terms of getting him the ball. Agreed. But um, I would, it, it, those two, to me, in the years that I've covered them, are the two most uh, – and, you know, a notch below that, I think the year that, that Jared Allen uh, almost broke the record, um, he was pretty hard to block that year. <laughs> and But that um, was the, that was the, was that the three and 13 team? That was the bad team. Yeah. The yeah. Really bad season. So like, so. I think you got to make a difference in exactly. the record. That's, that's why it's like, yeah. But if you're just looking like individual dominating the game, um, that's so why I say he, you know, it's a notch yeah. below there, or two notch, or whatever you want to say. But, but the Peterson MVP this year with with Jefferson are just, in my time at least, um, and I didn't cover, you know, Moss in in '98. Um, I didn't his his prime years. It, I can't think of another another two individual performances like these. I I think it's so. I think the three that I found were Moss in 2000 and was it three or four? He had an unbelievable year. Statistically off the charts. He was great. Yeah, he and, I didn't cover that team. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I was in Green Bay at the time. Uh, that year, the Peterson year, which was what, 2012? And this. 12, yeah. And after, after the Giants game, I wrote this. Um, I think that this is the most impressive I've seen, and here's why. The level of success and record. So Peterson yeah. li- Peterson lifted a team by himself and gets full credit for that. But that was a wild card team. It lost Ooh. its first playoff game. Now we don't obviously know how this team is going to do once the playoffs start. But the point was is 
Peterson took what wasn't a very good team and lifted it, uh, but it wasn't this. It wasn't record wise this good. Same thing with Moss. The year that he was great, it wasn't this good. What just blows my socks off here is if you take Jefferson off this team and you look oh, at gosh. the defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're probably they're probably with Kirk below five hundred, right around there at the very very best. Like yeah, this I team think. is functioning at a high, you know, at, at a extremely high uh, win total. They've won eleven one score games. Jefferson, you know, Buffalo, Jefferson, Saturday. We can go through them. Um, I I think that this ends up being the most impressive single season performance based not just on his performance, but what it's meant, and that this team, record-wise, has been phenomenal. Well, that's why I might tip the scales, too, and we'll see how the season ends. Is, but um, it's a couple things. It's, you know, it's not just the production, and that's, you know, it's historic. It's, you know, you're setting records here. But to me, it's the signature moments yeah. that is what separates. It's like the moments when – that separate winning from losing, and you need to play, he, he's going to making them. You know, I mean, the Buffalo catch, obviously. But, Judd, if, if he doesn't make that sliding third nine catch there Sunday, do they win? You know, know that? it, it, you know, that's going overtime probably, or if, you know, something crazy could happen. If he doesn't make that catch and run to set up the 61-yard field goal, that's going uh, overtime. Um, yep. and, and it feels like there's been just, he's had these moments in every game. It feels like, because there's, every game is close. <laughs> it feels like he has a signature moment where you're like, oh my gosh, he just, you know, did something remarkable. So to me, that's it. It's, it's, it's not just the production, but it's these, these massive plays that are, uh, putting the team in position to win that swings the, you know, and maybe, you know, Again, that's why I think he should be an MVP, a strong, legitimate MVP candidate. Um, and that's why, I mean, the, the Peterson thing, it's just, it's hard to discredit. I think so much of the allure of that one is coming off that injury. And yes, we have, I mean, to it was with MVP coming off, an, you know, an ACL injury. Absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's a different conversation than what we're having with Jefferson, but um, those two are just um, the two finest individual performances. You know, I've seen, um, you know, you go back in, in all sports here, the, you know, the KG year, um, that was mm-hmm. a phenomenal year. Um, I'm trying to think of other, you know, maybe the Maurer year to, you know, but they. Yeah. Well, I go we, back we, to some, to, uh, to some of what Puck did. And, yeah. and, and again, the that's thing with Puck was that's that's in its own level and, it's and those were category there and that was clutch gene like like yeah. that's the thing is like like you can have a great great year um yeah. and it doesn't amount to much or you can have a great year and you know that's the thing is if Jefferson does will them to playoff wins now he that's goes be, to a yeah. different stratosphere hundred um, yeah. percent but I don't doubt him for one second there's nothing about him that I look at and say oh wait wait till the pressure's on um, no no I think he comes through. Yeah, I mean, and we've been around those athletes that just, um, again, I go back to it. It's hard to explain and say, like, those guys just refuse to lose. And yes. 
if they lose, it's not because going to be because they didn't perform to the, the standards. Just like you feel like he's going to be in a playoff game at his best, and I'll, I'll be surprised if he's not. Uh, Moss, two thousand three was the year. Chipper, one hundred and eleven receptions, one thousand six hundred thirty-two yards, seventeen touchdowns. Wow, yeah. So what do you what do you have in ninety eight? What was his? Um, hold on a second. I can tell you. In nineteen ninety eight, uh, he had sixty nine catches for one thousand okay. three hundred thirteen yards, seventeen touchdowns. That was the but, yeah. So here's the one last thing. Here's the one thing that to me is the most intriguing thing about Jefferson's two thousand twenty two. So Moss was unbelievable, but he had Carter, who did a lot of work, a ton of work, and Jake Reed, who was really good. It appears to me that Jefferson is essentially serving in about two to three roles by himself because he's not just a deep threat. In fact, he's more of a he's more of a <laughs> chunk threat. Uh, yeah. He's making catches where he absolutely gets himself destroyed, which Moss never enjoyed. I mean, Justin Jefferson. It's sadistic, but he almost seems to enjoy it. He just bounces right back up. He's playing. Yeah. He's he's playing the slot role at times. He's playing the outside role at times. Like that's the thing that's so impressive is these are different skill sets, and he has them all. Well, that 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 is as I was say different. It's like he can beat you different ways. It's not just go around. It's not just you know whatever. He can beat you. You know, we we see him catch screens, and we just saw that. You know, and set up that field goal. Intermediates. You know, across the middle. Uh, on go routes, throw the ball up 50 50. He's going to come down with, um, he, you know, when he gets drilled on a hit, he hangs onto the ball. Uh, when he, you know, tough, tight, contested, he comes down with it. He, I mean, there's just like really nothing he can't do right now. Um, and again, so that's, you know, that to me is, is the mark of a special player. Like, yeah. when, one couple things. When you need him most, he comes through, which he's doing in clutch moments. And that when teams are doing everything in their power, I guarantee you defense coordinators, when they sit down on Monday morning or whatever, they start mapping out, they're like, okay, what are we going to do about Jefferson? Yeah. Like it, it starts there and then everything builds around that. And he's, <laughs> they, they, they can't stop him. He's going to force teams to rethink how they defend and how, how they draft personnel, which is the last guy, at least to wear a Vikings jer- jersey, was Moss. Uh, because in, in the, the 99 draft, the Packers with their first three uh, picks took big defensive backs. That's what yeah. Jefferson's going to do. And I, you know what? So, so the Giants play, uh, that he caught the touchdown pass on is a perfect example. So the Giants think our cornerback can get inside le- leverage on JJ. Um, and Jefferson's like, no. And if you watch the first step, so he's playing press coverage. He press, never gets a yeah. hand but he doesn't get a hand on him because Jefferson's yeah. footwork is so good. Um, yeah. You're going to need to rethink. You're almost going to have to take your chances and grab him off the line, like grab him quickly. And because, because if you try and just press him, he just moved around yeah. you like a basketball player going to the net. Well, we see, I mean, you, you've seen as the season gone on, teams are trying to be more physical with him. I mean, that's right. Obvious. You can see the way, whether it's grabbing, holding, you know, big hits, but, that's not working either. So, yeah, I don't, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what thing defense, because they're going to spend all offseason, you know, uh, thinking up ways because that's what they do. Um, but, yeah, that, that was, I mean, that play was remarkable because it was press coverage and the guy was trying to take away the inside. And he never, inside. but he never touched him. 
Jeff- his Jefferson made two moves. Again, it's like a basketball player. He made two yeah. moves and went. And the guy, not only did the press n- not work, it actually made things worse because now the guy's trailing him without getting the jam. Exactly. Yeah. And then, but you had the safety coming down for help. He thought, or he did. And that was to no effect either. I mean, it's yep. remarkable. I, I think the physical play is going to need to be before he touches the ball. It doesn't matter like now, oh man, I knocked this block off. Okay. Congratulations. You just gave up a first down. I think the physical, I think what they're going to need to do is make sure that they find a way to essentially interfere with his progress before he ever gets the ball. Yeah, but it's hard if if you if he's so elusive with his footwork and you miss, now you're you're in real trouble. You got to spin him, dude. You got to spin him. You got to <laughs> grab the belt and spin him. You got to grab him and take your chance with the flag. I'm telling you right now. I think O'Connell's going to be sitting. If they did that, I think you know what <laughs> Kevin can go. That's fine. You got to spin him. Thanks, Chip Scoggins. All right, brother. We'll see you. Talk to you next week. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply.